Welcome to IntelliKey Leadership Stories, a series of unique interviews with successful people in many fields. Leaders who are innovating, building, and guiding organizations with a higher vision. How they put their values into practice to achieve the full potential of themselves and their organizations. Now, here's your host for IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Hello, everyone. We're so glad you've joined us for our second episode of our new podcast, IntelliKey Stories. I'm Kirsten Gouldy, CEO of Pure IntelliKey and head of our Intuitive Advisory Professional Coaching and Consulting Service. Well, hi, Kirsten, and uh, hi, everybody. I'm Mark Stenson. I'm president of Bioscience Bridge, a heart-centered branding consultancy. You know, today we're excited to be here and we have the pleasure of knowing and working with so many great companies and groups and the inspiring people who are in leadership positions. That's why Mark and I wanted to create a podcast where you could hear their stories, stories about their principles, their cultures, their strategies, and of course their higher purpose and what they strive for. Well, and that's what we were excited about, and we hope you are too. You know, we, we spent so much time uh, thinking about how this podcast might be different. I mean, when Kirsten and I were, were brainstorming, we're like, there's so many podcasts out there that people could listen to. There are podcasts about conscious practices and, you know, new age uh, thinking and uh, how to take things beyond sort of the day-to-day. There are also a lot of podcasts out there about leadership. Uh, but the combination of those two, we really imagine this kind of Venn diagram of overlap where if you could find leaders who are also incorporating and embracing a more conscious leadership uh, style, approach, you know, practices, uh, those would be the stories that we wanted to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what I think is so true to what you said, Mark, is, you know, we have a new generation of leaders coming up that are inspiring us all to be better and different. And they're actually requiring us to think as leaders, you and I, to think differently about how we're going to lead organizations and lead institutions and governments and how we address that. You know, but part of the difference of what we, you and I have talked about bringing to the table are creating actionable ideas and results that people can use to begin to apply it to what they're doing. So I think when we're speaking to our leaders that we'll be interviewing, we'll really get to hear a lot of examples of how they've done it, where they've been, where they're now, where they are now, but also where they're visioning towards in the future. Exactly. And I, I was reading this week an article out of Inc. Magazine. There was another similar article in Fast Company uh, calling these new generation leaders new age leaders. But their definition of new age was more about technology, how they were driving, you know, technology, driving data, uh, analytics, you know, that sort of thing. But I think what we're adding to this is not just a new generation or a new age of leadership uh, on technology, but also on uh, consciousness, you know, taking this higher purpose. What are we in it for the people, the relationships? Uh, what are we in it for our climate and our world and our earth? Uh, 
Um, so that it's just a bigger way of thinking, and I cannot wait to hear some of our leaders' stories. Absolutely. And like you say, the actions that they're taking. There's so many people who say, this is what I believe, you know, this is what I stand for, uh, but show it to me in day-to-day actions. That's right. That's right. Well, actually, this is a great place to punt back to you because today's the day that we get to interview you. And I know you've been brilliant in helping me with branding Pure IntelliKey and then my intuitive advisory services. You know, I'm the CEO of Pure IntelliKey, which is an e-commerce platform for the metaphysical world. And then we also have the intuitive advisory so tell me a little bit, I'd love to hear more about you, where you've been, what you've done, and you know how you came to this fork in the road, if you will. Sure. Well, I guess uh, the basis uh, of this would first be my company's name, mm-hmm. uh, Bioscience Bridge. And if you really break it down, I, I really think there's a biology to branding. You know, it is a science. Uh, and then the science of marketing. Uh, this is what I've really built my career on in, in branding and marketing uh, with clients. But now my shift has really uh, been as much to you know, personal branding and working with individuals on how they want to shape their brands and with entrepreneurs who are really starting their own either companies or practices or platforms and how they want to brand and market those. And the bridge part of the name is is clearly there's a where you are to where you want to be and how to bridge that. And so I start with working with clients to, you know, they say, where are you? Right. The analogy is your Google Maps, your GPS, you right. know, it's like, right. well, I want, I want to get to the studio today to make this recording. Well, where are you starting from? Mm-hmm. And you have to enter in these coordinates that, you know, your address, your location. And I think it's, it's harder than you think uh, when you talk with individuals about really where are you. Uh, some people feel either very stuck or they might feel, you know, I'm excited. I'm in the gates. I can't wait to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, how do I begin? And then the where you want to be is to really shape that vision so that it's not a, an ethereal what if someday I'd like to kind of a vision, but a very measurable objective. This is where I want to be. You know, a new awareness or knowledge, a new attitude, a new practice, a new, you know, lifestyle um, and a new business. So with with those three frameworks, you know, the bio, the science and the bridge, that's really what I work on today. You know, it's funny as I'm listening to you and I've had many conversations with you. So each time you frame it differently. So I get new input. Right. But. Even your methodology, what you just described, is also how metaphysics works, right? That is how metaphysics works. There's so much around this conversation that people have this idea that it's this Mm woo-woo, nebulous, non-tangible framework that you can't apply, you know, universal laws into business. But what you just described is how I walk my people through their intuitive advisory along their path. So it was fascinating to me to hear that parallel. How did you get into 
branding? I mean, what was where where did you start and how did you come through sure. to where you are today? Well, I think if we go all the way back, you know, if if we want to, you know, last century when I began <laughs> my career, <laughs> you know, really as a copywriter, a creative director mm-hmm. uh, in advertising agencies. And to that point, um, I don't mean to interrupt yeah. you, but you've written a few books along the way as well. Yeah, and I think to, to take these learnings and experiences, I have put them in books. I, I have a couple of uh you know, marketing uh, texts, mm-hmm. uh, also some journals and, you know, workbook kind of uh, books. Uh, but really the, to take these lessons of managing the people, managing the creative process, uh, pitching for the new business, you know, growing the business. I had the good fortune of uh, managing and running two $100 million uh, agencies. Mm-hmm. And that $100 million in billings was always kind of the, you know, you can make a list. You can be somebody right. if you have $100 million. Right. And, it, and it translated to there's at least 100, 125 people that are in those organizations. That's right. So the, the breadth of uh, personalities, of skill sets, of, you know, hopes, wishes, and dreams of all of those people mm-hmm. came into play. And over time, uh, I realized that each one of those people was on a path. And so to say we were managing a department or managing a company was always a misnomer. Now, you know, it took me a while to, to grow into that thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, it was like, hey, we're managing a business. Let's get on with it, people. Right. Row, row, right. row. Right, <laughs> right, right. Which, you know, again, but that's but, to the point. That's the old paradigm versus the new paradigm. Yes. Right? That tasking versus flowing. I mean, I was just having this conversation the other day that, that uh, you know, in, in most agencies, there was this hourly billing mentality. Absolute, yes. And if you're yes. not billing more hours than we're paying you for, you're not productive. That's right. Well, or you're not profitable. And I just thought, well, how unfair is that? And here we are, you know, International Women's Month where we're recognizing, mm-hmm. are we and being... thank you for recognizing that. Well, are, that? We, are we being that. paid equally is one right. thing, but are we being paid fairly? Right. That if you if the company cannot make money uh, when you're working, quote, nine to five, you know, and you're either doing this in your home office or you're coming to a, a place of business, uh, then is there something wrong with the business model? You know, you can't blame the individual mm-hmm. for not working 60 hours a week because you're not profitable. It's just, it's just not right. Now, well, again, Ale- over I want time, to segue you know, there for yeah. a second because you said something that's very interesting. A lot of companies are looking at going back to being in an office nine to five and, you know, where, you know, some of the paradigms want to control. Mm-hmm. Right. But the productivity goes down the minute you put people in a chair from nine to five. Right. I mean, many of us and, who have worked and it's, from home. What, what are your goals yeah. of having people in a room together? If it is command and control, mm-hmm. you know, then that is not <laughs> going to be productive. Uh, now, or if it's collaboration, mm-hmm. you know, if it's uh, creative brainstorming, mm-hmm. if it's we want to get in a room and see and, you know, exchange and whiteboard and all these things, mm-hmm. then let's get together. Um, but no, but I, that speaks I, to know. creativity, right? Well, exactly. And creativity and, can't and are there ways square. to use your Zoom right. meetings and Absolutely. your go-to-meeting and so forth to also have that collaboration? Now, you know, I, I happen to enjoy and benefit from the energy of people in a room. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and one of my books is called The N of Eight. And to have eight people in a room. Um, now, I, I've also then translated that tool and practice to virtual, mm-hmm. you know, where we can have eight people on a, uh, 
screen together. We're all dialing in and Skyped in together. But but that creative collaboration and energy is just something that I've fed off of. So I can't say we should all be in an office or we should all be at home. Mm -hmm. But uh, I also did read, and this is in the context and depending on when our listeners uh, pick this podcast up, here we are talking about the coronavirus. And, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully uh, if you're listening to this sometime later after we're recording, it's it's a memory, uh, but right. I think it's it's a little longer term. But this idea of hey, we all have to work at home. We shouldn't be congregating in the office. Makes you start wondering, you know, why the long commutes, why we're expending all the uh, both the uh, physical energy and the uh, you know resource energy mm-hmm. to you know all come to a central location when we could be doing this. Well, and I will just, you know, pointing out when we're talking about branding, right, which Mm -hmm. is really your gift. It's what you have a natural aptitude for. But as people begin looking at the platforms of the businesses model that they're going to put together, right, there's an economic benefit from having a Zoom rather than an office, right? And I, I know many say to me in my coaching, you can actually do your energy work, my shamanic healings, from the phone, energy is energy, right? Mm-hmm. Physics has proven that. So to your point, even creating that creative momentum and then moving, there's so many financial benefits. And they do find we work harder from home because we start at six, we end at midnight, but we have fluidity within there, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, talk and a, about and a lot that, of individual practitioners yeah. um, are saying, you know, I want to work on my biorhythms yes, you know, whenever absolutely. I'm up and whenever I'm ready to go. And uh, then we also have to have the discipline on when to turn that off. Mm-hmm. You know, this constant on is not healthy for us either. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. and I'm not just talking about the cliche. We're always looking at our screen kind of on. Right. I'm right. talking about I just can't shut it off. Absolutely. Um, so when, when you go to the museum, when you go to the concert, mm-hmm. when you go to, you know, wherever you get your creative inspiration, if you're anchored down to your technology, um, then maybe you're not getting that inspiration. So it's a, it's a good time to you know, unplug, untether, and, and reach a little bit higher for some new inspiration. Mm-hmm. At least and, that's what gets me I going. I love, you know, when you and I first met, when, you know, I got, had my intuition said I needed to be, ask you to support me and guide me through, you know, my own branding. And you said, a cup of coffee, right? The Java right. house. That, <laughs> <laughs> and yes. it was, it's a new paradigm for me, right? I come from a very rigid structure. I mean, we have, we all have worked from home because it's, you know, it's a global economy now. So a lot of tech companies or financial markets, they, they do work from all over the place. You're no longer tethered to a chair. However, you know, the idea of high performance in a coffee shop you know, it's, it takes me a few minutes to catch up to this notion, but that's one of the things that I loved about our meeting is it really did spark creativity and it opened up senses that might not have been had I met you in, you know, a high rise in the middle of Chicago where yeah, you're that, from. Yeah, that's right. So, but uh, then you also ask, you know, about these like fork in the road moments where, yes. you know, what, yes. what were driving some of the career choices or, you know, what led me to maybe try to be a little bit more elevated in my uh, business approach. And I, I, I would say that there were, over the years, a couple of true lightning bolt moments 
you know, we love true, those, don't true we? crossroads. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can't know, go like, through life and man, not have it that. is right in the forehead, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, and, and then maybe uh, one that was more, uh, you know, a calling towards rather than a moving away from. Right. But uh, the first, and, and I'll relate it to this office conversation, but uh, one of the agencies I was working uh, with and managing, you know, I was the president of this agency. I was not the owner, mm-hmm. um, but I was driving a lot of the, the business and a lot of the management. Um, but, but the owner and I had some different, you know, approaches and different personalities and so forth. But all, it was all driven for growth. You know, and can we have a bigger office and a, and a shinier space and a, you know, more creative space, which, you know, w- was very, uh, in hindsight, might have been more ego driven than, you know, this is a great place to, to hold our people, you know, and have us all together. Um, uh, but but the uh, the management style of all of that energy being in one place there was almost it was almost combustible, and so you know you you read about some of the uh, leaders that we once admired, but that now we say they probably shouldn't have said that they shouldn't have written that that's right. they shouldn't <laughs> have acted that way, that's right. uh, and that's what really was the lightning bolt. I mean mm-hmm. there were several occasions where it's like, I'm not comfortable with this conversation, mm-hmm. with this action, mm-hmm. the way we're treating these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in many the respects, and systems. again, you know, since, since we are in the midst of this International Women's Day, right. there, was, there was nothing equal about it. Now, that we're not just talking about pay equity. Mm-hmm. In fact, we were probably overpaying a lot of people in the hopes that they would ignore or feel, you know, tethered to the pay so we can say anything, do anything, act any way right. we want. And, um, and again, uh, so I, I regret many of those moments that maybe I could have stepped in more mm-hmm. and didn't. Um, the other had to do with, you know, our 2008, 2009 kind of financial crisis. And yeah, again, you, a big one. <laughs> if, if you're so connected to this money side of things, right. then when the bank calls and says, you know that money we owed you? Um, you know, the stock market's really down, and we're going to need that back. Mm-hmm. And we're going to need that back a week from Tuesday. That's right. It's like, wait a second. You need money, but I need money, too. You loaned it to me in good faith. You can't, you know, but it's called calling the note. Right. It was their money, and they wanted it back. And so, you know, you're, you're swimming upstream if you're swimming at all. I mean, you're, you're drowning is what you're doing. And, again, you have to make... You know what? Again, in hindsight, it's creative choices. It's tough choices, and so uh, you know. But those were lightning bolt moments that said, "I, I really need to think higher." Mm-hmm. You know, having no, looked at just something. the bottom line was because, not enough. I mean, what I what I heard you say, and you know, last week you asked me what was my one of my lightning bolt experiences. Yes. It was at that exact same time, mm-hmm. right? So looking metaphysically. Right. If we were really to use the Intellige Aristotle's higher purpose, that was an opportunity for many of us, not by choice, mm-hmm. right, but mm-hmm. by conditions to really have to evaluate where we're going and how we're going to do it and whether or not we're going to hear the call. Right. Because many people just recovered, stepped right back into what they were doing and didn't even look back. You heard the call. Right, well, I, I, I said this would be a, a way. Um, so, again, you know, when people say, oh, you know, the glass is half full. Well, 
I don't think that's just Pollyanna optimistic kind of thinking. Right. You know, you've got to say, look, I've got the cards I have to play with. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, we're going to make the best of it that we can. Uh, but I also said, you know, if, if there's a way that this brings my wife and I closer, mm-hmm. that rather, I mean, we were, we were working in this business together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I won't speak for her, but I believe the quote is, I'd rather be your wife than your employee. I've heard her say that. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I I think, you know, she quit on a Friday and I'd have to rehire her on a Monday. You <laughs> know, heard you've heard this story, too. <laughs> so, uh, you know, for another episode <laughs> or another coffee, we can get into that. But I think this was the, you know, can can I be home more? Can I uh, be closer to my own children? Mm-hmm. Uh, can I be closer to my grandchildren and set a better example? Um, can I show that you don't have to work, you know, 60, 70, and 80 hours a week? You don't have to be a plane on a plane every single minute of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and as as sad as I was to lose my status, it's a you know, hard, of it's a, a rough 1K one to go flyer, that yes, you know, now yes. I'm riding in coach and boarding <laughs> in group two. Oh my God. Um, but, but these were the, the choices and the values that, you know, right. and again, it, it has given me more time to, to pursue my own, you know, uh, creative, you know, uh, passions. And it's also given me a chance to, you know, explore some other uh, groups and practices and things like that. And if I'm correct, you participate in a heart-based meditation group, a global organization, correct? I do. And it's it's really, uh, it's one of the main things in the last couple of years that has really um, changed my approach to relationships and people. It's also changed my approach to the way I think about business in a more heart-centered approach. And this heartfulness meditation practice is just that. I mean, if you picture, well, there are many kinds of meditation, but uh, this idea that you know, you're not just focused on some focal point and trying to be uh, mindless, shut, mm-hmm. shutting down your thoughts, but rather focus on the energy, focus on the heart, uh, kind of an eternal light that comes from the heart. And with that as a basis of your meditation, the insights and the relaxation and the, you know, lowering of stress and uh, even the idea generation that can come from that kind of meditation. And I I started five or 10 minutes a day. You know, I meditate with a group on the weekends. And now if I don't have 30 minutes to an hour even in the morning to meditate, I miss it. And I say, man, this is really... um, you know, forget the coffee shop. But I really, you know, right. I like is, to start my day with meditation and then the coffee. This is part of who you are now, though. Yes, this is, it right? really this is. This really is yeah. where, and, and I know for myself, when you're in this realm, this is the where all creation is born, right? If you were really to look at the artists, Einstein, Tesla, Elon Musk, any of the great brains, you know, that have come yes. before us, it's in altered states, that their information comes in. So why would we be different? Well, right. And and as much as I enjoy reading, and I've, I've, I've tried to broaden my reading list as well, mm-hmm. I've read everything from, you know, the business books like 15 Commitments uh, to Conscious Leadership, all the way to, you know, Walden and the Book of Job, mm-hmm. and, you know, these mm-hmm. other sort of great uh, literary works. But, you know, uh, combining that with this heartfulness meditation, um, has given a balance of uh, what my trainer anyway says is intellect, 
you know, and emotion. Uh, and like a bird has two wings to fly, you know, it must be balanced. I really think this really is giving like this is giving me a lot more balance. Now, so your our listeners, what would you say, you know, as a branding agency, knowing what you know today, right? You come from Chicago, you come from those big offices that you mentioned. Right. Now here today, you're here in Boise, you're in the coffee shop. You inspired me. I was immediately moving in a different direction. And I was already moving. I'm pretty full steam ahead anyway. Yes. But I was at a, at a cross point, at a crossroad that you talked about. Um, what would you want our listeners to really look at? What are some actionable items that they should be considering if they're looking to brand themselves, their company, their products, however you would define it? Yeah, I, I would say look at a couple of things. Of course, I, I always like to start with the customer. Uh, so think about who they are serving. Mm-hmm. And so if we were having this virtual coffee right now with one of our listeners, I would say, you know, it's great that you have your passion. It's great that you want to, you know, be someplace new. But where where does your customer, your client, the person that you're serving, where do they want to be? And uh, wh- uh, use that even as an anchor for a vision board technique. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people use vision boards to say, I want to have a gold Roy- right. Rolls right. Royce and Absolutely. a big mansion uh, with a pool. Yeah, but I have if, George Clooney in the middle yes, of mine. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have dreams. <laughs> Got to have dreams. Uh, so, uh, you know, but but I think if you use the vision board to say, where does my customer sit today and what do they need? And put that on, on a board with some cutout pictures and some quotes and some colorful words. That gives you a sense of, of who you're serving. Um, th- so if you start there. But then I say, you know, look, look at how you're wanting to be different and what new awareness and what new knowledge you need to have, but also what are you imparting? You know, what can you share? So new knowledge, new awareness. The second piece then is attitude. Um, People who say, you know, I feel stuck or I have self-doubt or I, you know, the world's coming to an end and I don't know where where I'm going to be. I don't have enough this. I don't have enough that, this lack uh, mentality. So I think you have to, to look at your own attitude and again, not just blind optimism, but it's like this can-do creative spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are many books and resources to go to to kind of ramp up your creative juices and say you have a lot more. So I enjoy uh, reading and, and uh, observing what Sark does mm-hmm. with, you know, it's, it's colorful, it's dramatic. You know, I like Jack Canfield. It's like success principles, but mm-hmm. it's very visual and it's very attitude adjusting. Mm-hmm. So that, that sort of thing. Well, so there, I, also hear I just you want saying, to add uh, one, one yeah, last yeah, thing. Yeah, so the, you've got the awareness, you've got the attitude, and now look at your practices. Yeah, you that know, was what, gonna be where What are going. your own practices? Right. But again, what tools are you offering the customer, the client, you know, mm-hmm. the individual you're serving. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, when you talk about branding, I have a branding tool called Forward Fast Branding, uh, and that's one of the books I've published. But this Forward Fast says, you know, you can go slow or you can go forward fast. You know, and we'll look at the six elements of your brand, both as an individual and or business. Uh, and let's take a look at that. Another tool I like to use is Edward DeBono's Six Action Shoes. 
So it just helps me structure thinking, and I, I share that freely with my clients and customers. So it, it, it just gives you these practices. And so we've also been talking about our, our conscious and, and new age and metaphysical practices. Mm-hmm. So I, I would offer a meditation. I would offer Pilates. I would offer a sound I, I saw bath. that you were at Pilates you this know, week you know, also. I've been yes. to Pilates. So, you know, how to stretch your body helps you stretch your mind. Mm-hmm. Now, I, don't get me wrong. Uh, the reason this is a podcast is maybe I have a, a face for radio and <laughs> this is not a video but uh, so don't get me wrong I'm not a Pilates master but I, I like to go uh, to Pilates to, to stretch my body and muscles as and it, it does open up my mind so these are the things when you say how do I work with clients you mm-hmm. know and how would I help them with branding I, I would look at all three of those those uh, elements yeah. you know and we talked a little bit about this last week too right and why it's important that our listeners really begin to get comfortable with the word actionable, right? Because as much as I love the woo-woo world, I'm going to call it the woo-woo world Mm -hmm. for a few moments, you know, that opens up opportunity. But if we choose to not harness the opportunity in front of us and cultivate it, we miss the opportunity and then we can't understand why it didn't unfold. Absolutely. And I think you could call that a, you know, well, I just have not fully putting this into action yet. Or for some people, it is a roadblock. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know for my own, you know, Strength Finders 2.0 <laughs> profile, I, I'm an initiator. I'm an right. activator. I'm a starter. Right. I love new things, and I love to start new things. Yes. And, you know, I hope we get beyond two or three or four episodes of this podcast because <laughs> it was a great idea, you know. But, but so for myself even, this idea of follow-through, mm-hmm. follow-up, Yes. You know, well, you had one meeting. Did you set another? That's you know, right. you, and all joking aside, you had one date. Did you set up the next date? That's right. You know, and That's so right. fin- or did you through. provide ideas? Are your are your clients taking the actions yes. necessary to see the results? You know, and and then also, are you having focus? Mm-hmm. You know, and if my shiny object syndrome. You know, it's like you can't really spend 100 plates at a time. Mm -mm. So if you want to get this one book written, if you want to finish this one painting, if you want to go on that photo safari and you're not focused enough to to set it up and make it happen, then you're you're not going to get to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And then I think the third thing is is to finish. You know, a lot of people have a lot of projects in play. That's right. And you say, just for today, is there something I can finish? Yes. Okay. Or in you finishing, I, I want to put yeah. this into context because finishing can mean that you simply remove the project. Yes. It's not meant to be finished. It's off the do list. It's now. off the do list, right? <laughs> we don't yes. have to carry it and feel guilty for not doing it. If it's not something that fits anymore, maybe it fit for a time, but it doesn't fit, move it off the plate. Yeah. But if it's something as, as simple as, you know, I, I probably have two boxes of stuff I've been meaning to take to the garage. Mm-hmm. You know, I have five uh, framed pictures, posters, laying against my wall. All I just want to put them up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if that's all it takes to have some sense of completion. Uh, completion. Right. And so, you know, well, I checked something off. I got the carton of milk at the store. Mm-hmm. Good for me. Right. You know, but I think, you know, and it happens to be three Fs, but it's like follow through, and focus and finish 
And if you can overcome each one of those roadblocks, um, this, and again, like I say, I suffer from it too. So there's no accusatory tone I'm I'm projecting to our listeners. We're speaking from experience, right? We've all been there. So I have, I want to wrap back around to something you said that I found fascinating. You know, when you had your second aha moment and you knew that it was time to change due to the, you know, our financial, you know, what happened in our country here, in the financial crash, you also said that, you know, you really wanted to set an example for your family, for your children, for your grandchildren. And I know you to be a very good grandfather, right? That's I've met well, you, you during that. Had Did you achieve what you set out to achieve, to achieve as a result of that? And did your business continue to thrive while you made the change? Because I think that's essential for people to understand. Mm-hmm. We can get out of the new, the old paradigm of how we did business and create a new paradigm where we, I call it 360 degree abundance, right? Where everything is working together in harmony and yet still thrive financially. Sure. Yeah. And um, I think you would have to ask my family, mm. you know, if you know, my quote customers, right. um, how, <laughs> how they yeah. how they think yeah. I improved. Uh, I mean, in my, my own feeling, I feel that uh, I have become somewhat more open in mm-hmm. my communication. I have a lot of room to grow. Um, I, I've been told over only in the last two or three months, mm-hmm. hey, are you really speaking from your heart? Wow. You know, or are you speaking wow. from, you know, your, either your intellect or your ego? I got ego chills or, on that. I mean, and, and it's, uh, it, it, it takes you back, yeah. you know, and it takes you inward more and say, I, I'm not sure. What did I say? What did I mean? Is there something I did? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that, that's about as specific as I'll get right now. But, but you know, the, there are those moments. So did, did my business thrive? Not in the same way. Mm-hmm. You can't say, well, we just recovered and mm-hmm. kept going. Mm-hmm. So I made professional moves. I made professional arrangements. I made, you know, adjustments and so forth. Um, there, there were two times since 2000. You know, that one year I might have made 10% of what I made the year before, Mm -hmm. just bottom, bottom line. Mm -hmm. So how do you survive that? Mm -hmm. You know, well, you you adjust, you recover, and you get back on track. And you try not to look at your bank statements and your 401k statement every day, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) to say, are we we back yet? Right. You know, this is the, you know, it's a long journey in the car. So just look out the window and stop asking, are we there yet? You know, Mm -hmm. because as long as you're still on your path, you know, then you're, you're on your way. Um, And there, there will be milestones. You know, I think I asked you last week what KPIs, you know, in your personal growth there would be. Right. But you you know if you're putting in the practice. Yes. So why don't we start there? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you recovering from a setback? Mm-hmm. You lost your major client. You mm-hmm. lost your job. You lost your house. Any Anything that might happen in a true financial, you know, In reality, right? Anything that might happen in reality. And so you say, but are you taking these actions every Mm -hmm. day? And then if you are, then you're on progress, Mm -hmm. you know, and you'll know if you're making it back. You can look out the window of the trip 
uh, in the car, and you say, I I can see that we're making progress and we're getting closer to either A, coming back, and then I'll be honest with you, I'm back and more. Right. And and I'm back, maybe better as a person. A a hundred percent. You're you're more whole because that metaphysically speaking, you know, in the intuitive advisory component, right? It's so important to look at what has to blow up in order for you to expand. Right. Because old constructs can't survive as your soul continues to grow. Right. When we talk about soulful leadership. So oftentimes we want so badly to hold on to the old while we're putting in the new, while we're dreaming of the new and we can't figure out why the old blows up. It just can't hold us energetically no, no. anymore. And, and if you're just saying, but I'm working as hard as I can. Yeah, that's, a, that's a red flag. I, for oh, me. my gosh. <laughs> you know, it's just like, well, yeah, I'm just putting in the hours. I'm putting in my time. That's right. I'm just cracking the rocks with that hammer that's every right. day. Well, this is not progress. But if you're saying I'm reaching out and I'm meeting new people or I'm having coffees with somebody I would never or I'm writing to meet somebody. Um, uh, So that's the kind of, you know, Brian Grazer, the producer, uh, Imagine Entertainment, his partner is Ron Howard. Mm -hmm. So we probably know Ron Howard's name better than we know Brian Grazer. But the genius behind Brian Grazer, he has a book called Face to Face Conversations. And he he just says every now and then. I just write somebody that I haven't met yet. And so I may have not met, you know, the head of this record company, or I haven't met this politician, or I haven't met this author, I haven't met this head of state, whatever the case might be. So he writes them and says, could I have a conversation? Now, he's Brian Grazer, so he might get more, uh, you know, doors open than maybe you or I. Initially. But but, yeah, (laughs) but why not? Why not? Why right. Not? And that was what sparked you and I. Yeah, that's we right. We said, why not? Why, why not? can't we have these names? And we have a wish list, people. So stay tuned. Right. Well, we're, and I, we're I think, you know, and uh, that's where this is conversation is heading. Right. So you've you've met Kirsten. You've met me. You've heard a little bit about our stories. But we're reaching out to some of these other leaders mm-hmm. and leaders that we admire. And I will say admiring leaders is tough these days because I've admired leaders that then crash. That's right. Or that we uncovered something we never knew. Right. That there, there were people that I, well, we could start the list. We don't have enough time. Yeah. Um, so I do want. But th- I do there are people that we want to talk to. One question, yes. because I think this is important for our male listeners, right? Because you mentioned something very, very. I do. I coach a lot of males. I work. I have a large um, reach with the male population. But you said something very important. Speaking authentically and speaking from the heart, right? And there's a real vulnerability there that has not been a conversation for men, right? And still allowing your full male masculinity to show up within that. Can you, would you mind talking just, because that's a big journey, Mm -hmm. I would say. In particular, I think the younger kids are better at it, but there's many men in transition right now, and they're not quite sure where that bridge is for them. Well, the hardest thing, uh, you mentioned authenticity. For me, maybe it was vulnerability. Mm. Um, You know, the never let them see you sweat. Absolutely. Uh, You know, I can do no wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can carry this on my shoulders. You know, there were at least uh, many instances where if I felt literally and physically I was carrying a company or carrying a client or carrying a family, you know, load on my back. Mm -hmm. I would be literally and physically down in the back, you know, and I would need 
chiropractor. I would need, you know, medical yes. attention. Yes. And the physical symptoms manifest themselves. So, so I'll start with that vulnerability that once I got it off my shoulders mm-hmm. or could say I can't carry it alone or that, you know, I need my own mastermind group mm-hmm. because I need to open up my own circle mm-hmm. um, because just my own intellect or just my own reading or just my own ideas are not going to be enough. No. And so, uh, you know, should I reach out to a broader range? And, and maybe initially I said other guys like me. Mm-hmm. But then, if again, I, I expand that and I say, well, there's a lot of women who have a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. So, and some of the clients I was working with were women. And I realized, well, they're, they're being a lot more open and vulnerable to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably not reciprocating. And so they think I'm hiding or right. they think I'm not being honest. And you start right. building a reputation. You're not being dishonest. Right. But if you're not being a little bit more disclosing, a little bit more open, there's this, what are you hiding? Right. Um, right. That's the, so, no, that's the old paradigm versus yeah. the new paradigm. And so, right? again, I, I, I'm not going to stand up on a soapbox or hold myself up on any pedestal for being the most vulnerable, open you know, guy <laughs> out there. But I know it has helped. It has yeah. helped. Yeah. That, I just think that's a powerful conversation to let our listeners noodle on, right? We really are in what I, I say it often, the paradigm shift. And it's important now that we have these heart-based connections, which I, I'm going to use a word. It doesn't make us a pansy, right? No, because no. I, I am pretty... Well, and I say, you, you mentioned uh, the heart-based. I mean, we all genders... Have yeah, hearts. Have hearts. You know, yes. <laughs> so yes. you know, and, and the the less we are now uh, defined by the traditional uh, sex, gender, identity roles, yes. you have to be this because you're that. That's right. Uh, then, I think that allows us all to, to move. To, to and, move, and that's yeah. that soulful leadership, right? Yeah. We're soul. We're heart. We're soul. We're interconnected and we're weaved together. We're no longer on an island by ourselves doing this. Yeah. And I think, you know, a- as we move forward mm-hmm. uh, and talk to more leaders who've had these types of experiences, I mean, you mentioned this is the, the, the quintessential example of the leader we want to have on our podcast. Without a doubt. And so we're, we're going to stretch ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're going to reach out to some people that have some well-known names and see if they'll come join us. That's right. And at the same time, we're going to be looking at our own circle of friends and neighbors and, and business uh, associates and say, gosh, we, we knew they were good business people, but we never knew, you know, right. uh, this other side. Or in one case that I'm thinking of, we're going to say, well, I really knew him for his heartful, you know, conscious practice. Mm-hmm. But I never knew he was such a successful business leader. Right, right. You know, yeah, and you, so we don't see, you, the, two we don't see right. the two together. Right. And uh, we just hope the person sitting in the chair next to us over the coming weeks, we're all going to say that's an interesting combination and it just makes us better people, you know, of the world. Of the world. Yeah. Beautiful. I, l- I think there's nothing else to say from there. I think we... It's a great end point for us. Yeah, well, right? thanks for the conversation and thanks for uh, kind of, again, digging in because it's it's good to talk about these things. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being vulnerable. You bet. So we look forward to uh, our, our coming episodes. And if you have questions, thoughts, or comments, you can add them to the, to the show notes uh, where you're listening to your podcast. Or you can reach out to us on our LinkedIn profiles and uh, connect with us there. So Wonderful. thanks for coming. Thank you. You've been listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories with your hosts, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. 
Connect with us on LinkedIn or visit our websites, www.pureintellikey.com and www.mark-stenson.com. IntelliKey Leadership Stories is produced by TriPoint Studios, copyright 2020. Views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the TriPoint Studios or its other members. You can find this and other TriPoint podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories.